No. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> don't steal his intro. Seven two short out here going to jail. Seven two is keeping three thousand here. Wow, come on. No, he's gonna call you and be like, "Hey, bro, what Where you did doing? Get my number." <laughs> Where'd he get my number? I don't know. He found it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. What's up, anybody listening to this? Welcome to Keep It 3000 Podcast. I'm Drew, and I'm here with... Yes, sir. And, um, yeah, this is not the first episode of this podcast. Which is so sad. It's like it's like the third episode of this podcast. Well, is it? Technically, we tried it twice, right? We did the Eternals, and then we did Disney Plus Day. I thought we did like a very first one. We were just talking about stuff. No, Eternals was our first one. Because oh. I, I wanted us to drink, and we drank and talked about it, remember? I could have sworn we did it another time. Maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. I don't know either, but... <laughs> it's been more than one. That's all that matters. It's been more than one. We've, we've tried to record this podcast now for the third time because of technical difficulties. Um, our first ever episode of the podcast, we actually had a very in-depth discussion about Eternals after we saw it. And for those who don't know, it's a Marvel Studios movie. And we had a long, fun discussion, and then the computer no had a, bro, the computer had a stroke, <laughs> and I couldn't get the file back. It was stuck on the screen. I was like, I'm gonna have to turn off the computer and hope it auto saved. Spoiler alert: it didn't auto save. <laughs> and then on Disney Plus Day, we had another. We tried it again, and we had another episode to just kind of discuss what came out on Disney Plus Day, and that went nowhere. Nowhere. So, but I think I got us good now. I got us. That's on the a... void. That's the name of the void. Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> the void that I went to. Oh wow! Yeah, it's in there with the. With, uh, I couldn't even. Call it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the gears turning. The <laughs> dude in the computer in my head was just <laughs> like just trying. Um, a little bit about Vanessa and I. Um, I'll let her go first. <laughs> um, you just put me on the spot like uh, that. I mean, like, that's the best moments, I'm, right? No. Mm-hmm. No, I need time to prepare. It's just like when you in school and they be like, okay, right, tell us about yourself. And yeah. then you have to stand in front of the class and be like, mm, so I, um, <clears throat> uh, I like, um, <laughs> no, you make your voice mad deep. I am. Uh, <clears throat> I like to draw. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? Oh, man. If you guys are sitting there like, are they high? A little bit. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I like certain things like drawing and like anime and stuff like that. I just mostly chill, honestly. I'm just very just introverted so i don't really like going places a lot but when i do it's more just like you know with people i like being around so it's like mm, yeah yeah um i'm the opposite literally I'm, i'm the literal opposite um very extroverted on this side 
I mean, like anybody, I have my days when I don't want to talk like any regular human being, but very much extroverted. I love people. I love social interaction. I've told Nessa many times, if I was like locked in a room and I could not leave the room for like a week and there was nobody else in the room, I would realistically just pass away Mm -hmm. from the lack of social interaction. Like that, like literally just not having anyone to talk to, I'd pass away from that. That'd be the cause of death. Like, so that's me. Um, and basically this podcast is going to be about a lot of shit. Like me and us are into a lot of things. So it's like, we're just going to talk about a lot of things. Now, mainly it's going to mostly focus on film. Um, I am a movie nerd. Uh, Nessa is not a movie nerd, but I'm slowly converting her. So converting me, I have to convert you. No, yes, <laughs> I have to bring you to the to the light. You're in the dark. You're oh in, you're on the dark gosh. side, man. So we're mainly going to talk about movies, but that's going to be towards the end. Um, so basically, how this show is going to work for the meantime is subject to change. We're going to start with off the tops, which is basically just going to be like anything that was on my mind this week and anything that was on Nessa's mind this week. It could literally be something super significant or something super unimportant. Like It, it, it can be anything. But um, that's going to be real quick. Then we'll move into what's popping, which will cover current events. We're not going to cover every in and out of everything, but um, just kind of things that seem like they're important enough to chat about for a little bit. There's nothing wrong with having intelligent discussion in the black community. Wouldn't you agree, Nessa? Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. Oh, my gosh. I'm just not going to talk no more. <laughs> I was going to mock you no matter what you said. I, <laughs> I set that up just for you to take it. <laughs> Whatever. Then we'll move into the music section of the um, podcast. Don't worry, we're not going to sing for you. But it's called Drop the Needle, where we're basically going to cover music news or maybe an album review or two or, you know, something like that. But then we'll have a short break and then we'll move into the main course of this podcast, which is the Keep It 3000 portion of the podcast. That's where we talk about any film, TV shows, anime uh, anything really concerning those things, you know, and it's definitely going to be the heftiest uh, portion of the podcast, and it's probably also going to be the most fun and exciting. So, if y'all are ready to hop into it, I'm ready to get into it. I'm ready. You ready? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get these off the tops. What's on your mind? You see, I just think that. Wow, like, <laughs> damn, okay. Imagine if I just came I like was, that. I was going to lean back. I was going to be like, hey, look, the floor is yours. No, it was just like, it kind of goes into what happened to me today at work. But like, just in general, I feel like. <sighs> Take a time, pass. <laughs> I just feel like. Like, people just be focused on the wrong things. Like, people just never know how to mind their business. Mm. I feel like the more you mind your business, the more you can get done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you spending all your time and energy onto something that has nothing to do with you, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to hinder other people. It's like, mm-hmm. why are you taking the time out of your day to do that to somebody? Mm. 
I was thinking about this thing I heard um, actually today. I heard this today. And I thought it would be interesting to ask you and the people out there, of course. Is it wrong to keep pictures of you and your ex? Are you asking me or is... I'm asking. Okay, I thought you were making a statement. Oh, like, no. Like, and you I'm, were going to finish. No, I'm asking. Oh, I'm... Personally, me... I... Because it's like, okay, it's like one thing if it's like, okay, like you and your ex are cool and y'all are still like kind of in each other's lives and y'all are still kind of friends. So it's like y'all having pictures of when y'all are friends or when y'all were friends. It's like that's different than being in a relationship and like y'all ended on bad terms or y'all just stopped talking and it's like you still kind of have pictures of them still even though like they hurt you that bad so it's like i don't really necessarily feel like that's okay in my opinion i mean that's me i don't see anything wrong with it now i feel like personally like you you know what's inappropriate to keep like nudes no don't fucking keep nudes from your ex well first of all it's disrespectful to your whoever you're dating but for two it's disrespectful to whoever is the ex because you they might not even want you to still have those pictures like they might want you to delete them so it's just like just delete them but um Pictures of you guys kissing. Yeah, that's off the table. That needs to be deleted. But just regular pictures like, you know, y'all went to some beach you've never been to before or some like uh, you went to a football game or some shit or you know what I'm saying? Like, I, don't, I don't really care about pictures like that because like it's memories, you know? Like I think a lot of us, including myself, I've done it before. We operate on this kind of time where, like, if we break up, we just dead the whole situation so hard that it's almost like it didn't happen. And I don't think that's, you know, the healthiest way to go about it. I feel like, I feel like you should, you know, take those, take the positive moments of that relationship. And it's okay to have those memories and cherish memories. They're just good memories, you know? So if I so I I wouldn't care if you had uh, pictures of you and your ex in your phone, depending on you know the content of the pictures. I don't want to see y'all kissing and cuddling and shit, but just regular pictures, man. I hate that. Cause I cause you know who she got. She still got our pictures up on Facebook. And she posted, uh, uh, you know, her profile picture is her and her new dude. I get that, but 
like, it's kind of weird to me. But see, it's different with her because she has pictures up where the caption is literally some shit like, I fall in love with this man every day. Now, if I was the other dude, I wouldn't be cool with that being enough. Like, that's the distinction I was going to make, right? I don't know about social media. Like, on Instagram and Facebook, you still got pictures of you and your dude. Just because it looks like you out here, like, playing my ass. Because it just looks weird. It wouldn't look good to the outside viewer. So it's like, yeah, I'd probably be like, yeah, uh, I would like you to delete those off your social medias. I forgot what my initial point was. (laughs) Your initial point was basically (laughs) like, you know, pictures are memories. So it's okay for like, even if like y'all aren't together anymore, it's still okay to have those pictures because they represent a point in your life. But, but, (laughs) but. I don't know. Maybe I'm just different. I feel like sometimes, like, it's like, especially if, like, they were the ex that kind of just, like, broke you. It's different because it's like, not trying to, like, exclude you from my life, like, not remember you anymore, but I feel like. Like you said, pictures are memories. Pictures also hold, like, energy. So it's like, me. Listen to your heart. You will find this. <laughs> I'm sorry, it fit. It fit. I had the piano and everything in my head. I was like, You're so annoying. I swear. Anyway. I'm sorry. Continue. So, pictures are like memories. And I feel like. This is not the enemy. I'm about to slap you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really just about to. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. It's late. Oh my god. It's late at night. I'm sorry. Finish. I won't interrupt a single other time. Yes, you will. Huh? <laughs> I won't. C- continue. <laughs> 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 I gotta Hello. edit all of this. It's your fault. I gotta chop this bitch the it's fuck your up. Fault. <laughs> Go. Anyways, pictures are like memories, and I feel like pictures hold energy. So I feel like if you're trying to like better yourself as a person and like kind of just remove yourself from that energy, it's like, I don't know. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, it's one of those things where I wouldn't tell somebody they're wrong for thinking the opposite. Because it is like, it is really up to whoever you're with. If they look at it and they say, I got if, uh, I got a problem with it, you're going to have to delete them, homeboy or homegirl. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep them uh, happy. So that's what I thought was interesting. So with you and your Starbucks and me and the 
pictures and uh, it don't matter. <laughs> All right, we're going to get a little serious here. Sorry for it getting a little dour, but so for what's popping, the only current event I saw that really made me even actually interested in the topic is this shit going on with these abortion laws. Now, anytime we cover politics, y'all gotta know we are not politicians. We do not watch the news really uh, ever. (laughs) (laughs) We don't watch debates all the time. We don't like study politics. We are not experts. So anything we say on here has to be taken slightly with a grain of salt. We're not ultra educated on politics. But so this article I got on Apple News, it says the end of Roe v. Wade weeks after a leaked draft opinion foreshadowed, foreshadowed the ruling. The Supreme Court officially overturned the landmark 1973 decision that protected the right to abortion on a federal level. I just, I really just have to leave most of this conversation out to Vanessa because even though from my perspective it's fucked up and it's fucking stupid and it makes no sense to me, I'm also not a woman. So it's like, I don't even feel like I really have a say in this conversation at all. So I'd rather just let the woman in the building kind of speak her piece. So how you feel about these old white men telling you what to do with your body? Listen, we're at the bottom of the fucking food chain. It's like, we can't catch a fucking break. It's literally just like, okay. It took us forever to get the right to vote. Took us forever to not to be called bitches no more. It took us forever to get like equal or equality across like jobs and other shit. It's like, why are we always the last? And then, I don't know. I just feel like the idea of this whole situation is just fucked up. Because it's like, you mean to tell me that you wrote in a new law that made it so states can choose whether they legalize abortion or not? That's like, what? It's like, well, it doesn't even have shit to do with you. At all. I don't, it's so crazy too because I don't even really support abortion like that, but I support the right to choose. Like, fuck. <laughs> I thought this was America. Uh-uh. Shit. <laughs> you know, I'm the exact same way. It's like, when it comes down to abortion, this is just my personal opinion. I don't force this on anybody. My personal opinion is that, yeah, as soon as, you know, that egg is fertilized, that's life, you know, and I feel I, I feel like life should be cherished and protected. So, you know, there are situations, though, where, you know, I'm on the other side, like in terms of when women get raped, you know, I don't I don't feel like they should 
have to have that child if they get pregnant. Like, you know, I don't feel like that's their responsibility to have this child that they didn't want. Which I guess you could relate to relate that to any situation where abortion is being considered. So I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I don't even think what I think I think. <laughs> if that makes any sense. What you th- thought you think? But what I think I thought. <laughs> But regardless of however I feel about abortion, I don't want to take any choice of anything away from anybody. Like, it's just like, if other people want to do it, it ain't got shit to do with me. Like, shit, it doesn't matter whether I agree with it or not. I wouldn't take away their freedom of choice to do it. Hmm. You know what I mean? I think this is just... Good. When they talk about getting rid of them guns, man, oh, no, nah, fuck no, that Lord, shit, no, nah, fuck, no. Nah. no, nah, fuck that, fuck that, <laughs> fuck that shit, you ain't taking my fucking guns, <laughs> god damn, you're not taking my goddamn gun, <laughs> motherfucker, shit, I don't care what motherfucking president, whatever, fuck it. I don't give a damn. You go up back up there and tell that bitch that I ain't giving up shit. Who the bitch? You got me got the, 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 the bitch that fucking sent your fucking ass down here. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um, Says your opinion polls show most Americans support access to abortion, at least in the early months of a pregnancy. Nevertheless, half the states are expected to seek to quickly enforce laws that make most abortions illegal. The decision is the high court's most far-reaching reversal on a matter of constitutional rights since 1954, when the justices reversed six decades of precedent and struck down laws authorizing racial segregation. Yeah, like, again, just to reiterate, old white men telling women what to do with their bodies. They're all men. <laughs> I don't know. For, I don't know that for sure. There might be a couple women up in there. I would hope they ain't the ones supporting this well, bullshit. Well, I feel like if there are women there, they're just like... Because you know how long of a process it takes to get this shit, like, passed and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like in order for them, if there were women involved, um, like, they would have to compromise. So mm-hmm. it's like, if this is the only way that we still, like, have the right, but, like, you know, agreeing with the other party, I guess, then it's like, make it up to the states. And if the states you know, legalize it or not, it's like, you can't do anything about it. But they still have the option to have, like, at least the chance to get it legalized in their state. Mm -hmm. Instead of it just being banned altogether. Well, Gavin Newsom, who looks like maybe the governor of California. Oh, I I was absolutely correct. (laughs) The governor of California. Um, I see his tweet on Twitter. Where else would a tweet be? Uh, he says, abortion is legal in California. It will remain that way. I just signed a bill that makes our state a safe haven for women across the nation. 
We will not cooperate with any states that attempt to prosecute women or doctors for receiving or providing reproductive care. So, you know, I just, I like to see when people in power actually stand up for what's right. And I know, I know how pessimistic we all can be like, oh, they just saying that, you know, to get their followers up or they just saying that to, uh, gain more people to their base or they just want saying that for the money or they just trying to get a position it's like okay yeah we can holler that all day but the fact of the matter is we don't know these people and i say positive speech from these people whether negative or whether negative or positive you know what i'm saying it's beneficial or not negative or positive but whether they mean it or not is still positive to what we're trying to accomplish. So, like, yeah, abortion laws are fucking stupid, but women are seen as lesser in this country. Like, obviously that hasn't changed. It may seem like it's changed when we go outside and when we talk to people and we get on social media, you know, but when you leave your bubble and look at who are still in power, nothing's changed. Not that much. All right. Lighten it up. Good Lord. (laughs) I'll pick the topics. All right, we're going to lighten it up, man. We're going to move on to our segment, Drop the Needle. This is where we discuss music news, albums, anything musical, really. And sorry that I keep talking so slow, but someone wanted to get high. Someone wanted to get high for the podcast. You're not even talking that slow. I I feel like I am. Well, that's just the weed. I feel like I'm talking half a mile an hour. Well... (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you measure words like that. <laughs> it do not matter. It no, it do not. <laughs> All right, man. So last week we got a handful of albums. We got an album from Westside Boogie. I know a lot of you probably don't know who that is. That is a California rapper. I think he's from uh, Compton, but I'm, I might be wrong about that. But um, he has shined. He has shined. He is signed to Shady Records, and um, he dropped an album in 2018. But he hasn't really dropped since. Oh, I'm sorry. It might have been 2019. But um, yeah, he dropped a while ago. And I thought while the album wasn't fantastic, I thought it was pretty decent. So he just released a new project called More Black Superheroes. So make sure you guys go check that out. Support the boy. Uh, Logic. Dropped an album last week called Vinyl Days, a 30 track project, but not nearly as long as it may seem. You know, you probably think 30 tracks, that shit's probably like two and a half hours. No, it's really like just over an hour. It's not that long. And it's basically a mixtape. You know, that's how Logic has described it. It's basically a mixtape. You know, there's only like three or four hooks on the whole project, the rest of it is just rapping over beats. And me personally, I, I love that kind of music. So I think this album's pretty good. So y'all should check that shit out. But the main thing I want to talk about is that goddamn Drake album. <laughs> now, 
I heard the whole thing, but you did not. I did. I didn't want to. <laughs> no desire. No. We played a little bit of it while we were cooking. Because it dropped like while we were in the kitchen. So I was like, I'll play about the first four songs. And first song was okay. Like, you know, it wasn't... It wasn't any words on it. It was just an instrumental for about 50 seconds, but it's probably the best moment on the record. <laughs> <laughs> the second track was really odd because it's like it started pretty good. I like Drake's singing. I like the rhythm of the track. I like the beat. And at some point. Oh, we know what point it was. <laughs> we all know what point it was. At some point, Drake decides to say, falling back on me in this really awful falsetto. 80 times. Like 80 times in a row. Listen, I understand Drake is not the strongest singer. I've always known that. Why he sings so long then? I can forgive a couple bad notes. If you leave that shit alone, because you know you're not hitting them notes. Drake act like he was really hitting them shits. And it's not, you can't hear it. It's not like they put it on loop. Each one of them falling back on me sounded different. So you know he was in there thinking he was singing. No. Nigga, you yodeling. No. <laughs> because it was like, bro, falling are you Falling back on me. <laughs> falling back on me. And it just kept going. Falling just when you thought it was going to end. It ended. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, you running out of inflections. <laughs> I'm going to cut this hook. <laughs> nigga, <laughs> nigga, move on. Verse two. Verse two. Shit, he should have made a song out of that. <laughs> I swear to God. Man, yeah, that I I told her after that song was off, I was like, I've never witnessed myself go from liking a track to hating it within the same track. Like, oh god, man. That was bad. Then we went on to the second track and the, that one was better. Or I'm sorry, the third track and that one was better. That one was better. It had a little bit of a uh, had a little groove to it. Drake didn't sound bad. It's just um the fucking beat is on loop for the whole fucking time and there's no changes. <laughs> when we first played it, it was just like the initial shock of it. Yeah. I was like, um, what is this? <laughs> Are you sure this is Drake? <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. It was different, but like not necessarily in a good way. And I don't know. There's something just so dull about the project. Now, for me, since I've heard the whole thing, let me just say, I am a Drake fan, I think. I'm, I don't know about this one, but um, I think I'm a Drake fan. You know, I've liked a lot of his music in the past. Take Care is one of my favorite albums of all time. Thank Me Later was one of the best debuts of the 2010s. I stand by that. Uh, nothing was the same as amazing. You know, I really liked uh, Certified Lover Boy last year. I actually thought that was really dope, even though a lot of people didn't. 
Um, and look, I love that he's trying something new, right? Because we've basically been begging Drake for like four albums now. Switch it up. You know, get some different kind of production. You know, like rap different. You know what I'm saying? It's starting to all kind of run together. You know, uh, one of the things that happened with J. Cole, specifically going from For Your Eyes Only to KOD, the fan base was really screaming, get some other producers, man. Like, you know, this whole attitude of niggas ain't worthy of featuring with me or niggas ain't worthy of being on my album and shit like that. It's just like, maybe change that tune. Because, like, what the way you're going now, all your songs are starting to sound the same. And J. Cole switched it up. And it sounded great on off season. Hey, KOD2. I like the sound of KOD2. Drake switches it up. And he makes one of the most boring, bullshit dance albums I have ever heard in my life. I wanted to go to sleep listening to this shit. It was so boring. It's okay, Beyonce gonna get it right. Beyonce gonna Beyonce gonna show out. She gonna show up and show out. And look, I don't think this Drake album is super ultra garbage or anything like that. Like, I more just mean that Drake just didn't put in any effort with this. It feels lazy. I'm not going to call him lazy. I don't attack artists. But the project itself just feels like you didn't really try. The verses lyrically sound like freestyles. Musically, it sounds like you're just riffing. It doesn't sound like you could, it doesn't sound like Drake came up with any actual ideas for these songs before he started singing them. And the production is fine, but a lot of them are just the same beats on loop. What makes Weekend's production so great is that he knows when to pull back all the drums and just let the synth hit for a little bit. Maybe add a synth, then bring in the clap. Then bring in the drums and the bass and everything, and then maybe pull back on the bass and the snare. Like, like do something interesting with the sound. Don't you can't just put a beat on loop. People may think Daft Punk is repetitive, but no. Think about the song one more time, one more time, and you got the bass and the beat and the synth hitting. And then there's another part of the song where they pull back everything but the piano and a bridge. Music's got me feeling so free. We're gonna dance. This is the kind of stuff that makes a dance track great. You can't just put that bitch on loop. It gets boring real quick. So I, I fuck with Drake, but just uninspired. I just want the dude to get inspired. That's all I really want. I just want the dude to get inspired. <laughs> but moving off of that, the album is still going to go number one, even though it's getting kind of killed on Twitter from what I see. Um, but particularly low sales for Drake. 210,000 copies. Now, there are a lot of artists out here that would kill to have that 210. They would kill to have 2,000 records sold. So this is not to shit on 210,000 records. That's 
That's good. That's real good. My only question is that all you fans on Twitter giving this giving Drake a pass for what this album is selling. Why didn't you give that same pass to the weekend? Why didn't you get this pass to to Kendrick? Right. I didn't hear these excuses when their albums quote unquote underperformed. Right. So. Cause it's Drake. Cause it's Drake. It's Drake. Everything Drake does is gold, right? Clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. You actually mentioned this yourself. That new Beyonce track. We got a new Beyonce album on the way. Yep. I'm hyped. I'm, I'm hyped. Curious. You're curious. I'm curious. Curious. I don't know. I love Beyonce. Same. Same. We'll have to see. It's hard to. <laughs> I don't mean to be offensive if this is offensive. Let me preface it. Um, I don't think there's a non-flamboyant way to say Beyonce's name. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, you have to say it with flamboyance. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce. Shut up. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Beyonce. That's I'm... what I'm gonna call that this first episode. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna title it. Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> I'm gonna put the period. Too. <laughs> no, you gotta italicize it. <laughs> I gotta have it in italic. Beyonce. <laughs> That just sound like a fancy dinner plate. <laughs> no, it sounds like a fancy wine. Beyonce. Hi, can I try the strawberry Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> With a splash of pomegranate? <laughs> Why you gotta... <laughs> Why you gotta say pomegranate like that? Pomegranate. <laughs> With a splash of pomegranate? You with the Beyonce. <laughs> you don't lift your lips when you say it. You don't really move your lips. You kind of just like flap your tongue a little. Beyonce. 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 Pomegranate. Oh, some pomegranate <laughs> and my Beyonce. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of a kind of good, kind of bad Eminem line. <laughs> he said, I guess I'm, he was like breaking up with a girl and he said, I guess I'm getting my tick jaw a jigger on a because your name I'm beyond saying. <laughs> like jigger, like get my jigger like Jay Z, but also, but also, but also, my name? say my name, say my name, your name I'm beyond saying. <laughs> Yo, M got some bad lines. Oh my gosh. I think that's what's really turned me off about new Eminem is that his fucking lines, like, it was cool at first, you know, taking the long words and making phrases out of them. It was cool the first couple of times. 
Bro, he do it every fucking song. <laughs> he just dropped one with Snoop Dogg today. It's called uh, from the D2 to the M something. Something about Detroit to California or Compton. But he literally said, that's why they call it Mary Juana. Because like Mary Juana, Mary or Mary Jane. Oh my god! It was so bad. <laughs> like I was you saw, like, you had a stroke while saying that. <laughs> you, <laughs> bro, I was going in the cardiac <laughs> trying to just say the shit. <laughs> That's why they call it marijuana. Cause it, cause it, cause it, cause like marijuana, Mary Jane. Oh. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> that shit is getting me oh so mad. It's like, stop doing that. It's such a reach. Can you please turn this off? Just do it right here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying not to look at it, but every time I see it, I'm just like, what the fuck? We, we were watching a Try Not to Laugh. <laughs> And you know, they always got the little... The, the, <laughs> the thumbnail is always some kind of weird-looking meme. Oh. And there's just one up on the screen, and Vanessa, I guess, has been staring at it for the whole staring. time. <laughs> it's Are you like... judging you? <laughs> you say something, you just look at him, he's like, oh. <laughs> oh. What the I'm, fuck? I'm mad that you knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Well, I'm assuming it's not coming with the bleach. <laughs> oh, I gotta cut this out. Fuck. Somebody out. <laughs> Somebody out. Somebody out. Oh. Oh, man. He needs some milk. He needs some milk. Oh my god. Anyways, the, be the Beyonce song. Where the remote? The Beyonce song. Okay. It's called Break My Spirit. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. I want to make love to it. Oh. <laughs> word? I, word. Excel. Ah. PowerPoint. Um. <laughs> Look, everyone at least 27 just started dying. Oh my God. Or they got bad memories. <laughs> bad flashbacks. They probably failed the fuck out of them tests, boy. Mm. And them presentations. Man. Motherfucking clicker not working. <laughs> yeah. You thought you added a picture of Abraham Lincoln, but it was a picture of your great aunt. You like, oh, that was supposed to be there. Oh, please, please. Oh, no. Oh, this one of your nudes. Nah. <laughs> ah, everybody seen your opinion. You know. Yo, what? Your opinion. No. All right. Beyonce, break my spirit. We're not going to get through this. We're not going to get through it. I love this song. I think it's great. I like it. And I'm really excited. 
I feel like Beyonce saw your Beyonce. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Be- I feel like Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. Shut up. I feel like Beyonce saw everyone ignore that little Lion King album she did and was like, fuck y'all. That was some of the best music. I- I'm about to slap the shit out of everybody. Uh, and I think she hunkered down in whatever basement she records in and just banged out a fucking fire record so we'll see in july but yeah i'm happy about this song uh albums that dropped this weekend chris brown and giveon the chris brown album is called breezy and the giveon project i don't remember it's like give it all or take all is it really give all or take all give or take give or take give or take so uh yeah make sure you guys check that shit out shit's bound to be fire uh speaking of chris Chris got some opinions, bruh. You know what Chris been talking about? Why don't you tell? See, this is the part of the podcast where Nessa pretends she's not a Chris Brown. Fan. <laughs> because no. I can see through that shit. I see right through that shit. No. Be honest. Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> You will bother him given the opportunity. Yes, and the, at least she on. <laughs> if I saw him walking down the street, oh, I'm walking down the street. If he walked, if he was, what the wall do to you? <laughs> Let me finish. Okay. If he walking down the street, I'm walking down that street too. What? Oh, anyways. <laughs> so, Mr. Chris. <laughs> Mr. Chris Brown, I'm, I can't believe you. Oh man, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Chris Brown bemoaned the current state of R&B, claiming the genre has become stagnant in the wake of rap's ubiquity. It's and this is his quote: "It's obsolete in the fact of it being primary, meaning like you used to listen to the radio and they had an R&B day." Not to take anything away, hip hop was hip hop has just been dominating shit. A nigga can't hate on hip a nigga can't hate on hip hop. I'm a part of it, so I love it. Let all the hip hop be heard. But I feel like not to sound lame when I say this, it's really no more artistry left in that type of showmanship lane. A lot of the R and B people have to go introverted or look like they're emo. And if they're not that, people will give them the neo soul type of genre. I don't feel that's right. But I feel like there's a scarcity of confident males that can that can sing. So, what you think of that, Chairman of the Brown Board? <laughs> well, I agree. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, I feel what he's saying because apart from like, I guess like the biggest like male R&B artists right now would be like Giveon and my Brent Fias and Lucky Day and stuff like that so I feel like 
and maybe Daniel Caesar if you still fuck with that nigga. But not really. <laughs> um, but yeah, like those. I feel like their styles are definitely different, but I feel like what Chris Brown is saying, like, like most of the time when male R and B artists like like get introduced and like they're popular it's like they kind of have to be a certain type of way or sing a certain type of way and their style has to be a certain type of way in order for people to recognize them and i don't know because it's like i mean you don't listen to brent faez but like you've heard some of his songs most of the songs he's featured on doesn't really sound like this music that he makes so it's like Say what we can. What do you mean? Oh, his like features don't his really features sound like how. Okay. Like so, I don't know. I feel. I feel what you're saying. Yeah, I guess I feel it too. Um, I maybe would have worded it a little different, like the part where he says. Um, a lot of the R and B people have to go introverted or look like they're emo. I feel like I would have worded that one a little different. Mm-hmm. But um it makes sense. Like I guess it makes sense what he's saying. Um I don't know, I feel like music just goes through phases. Specifically like you know with hip hop specifically, you can see the different phases like you know, for a little bit everybody sounds like future and then for a little bit everybody's rapping over kind of boom bad beats but like futuristic boom bad beats and then you know another phase everybody's rapping like Lil Wayne like so I think all music just kind of goes through its phases I don't think Chris is trying to say anything bad or imply that this is a negative thing but it just is the case you know and especially since like hip-hop and R&B is basically a genre itself Honestly. Like they categorize them together, Honestly. so it's like he's really which just, is bullshit, right? <laughs> it's like why they're two different genres. It's because it's urban. Why not just say urban then? <laughs> you know what they won't say. <laughs> know it. <laughs> all that is all the same fucking shit. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> who who that who that who that rapper motherfucker? <laughs> And who that R&B bitch? Yeah. They're all the same to me. They're them niggers. No. Just like you. No. You have to cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) You have to cut that out. I'll consider it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we are black. We are fully black. Like, don't get it. Don't get it twisted. I think we're some fucking lame ass white people. (laughs) I'm not implying that white people are lame. Oh I'm just God. saying. Hey, hey you go. <sighs> Anyways. Anyway. I'm going to cut all this out. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so. Chris, 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 Chris. Listen. Chris is cool with me as long as he keeps his hands off of bitches. So, we're going to move on. <laughs> all right, guys. We're going to take a, We're going to take a quick break, and we will be back in a sec. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Keep It Three Thousand podcast. I am here with Nessa, 
and it's me, Drew. And we are going to move on to the main course of this podcast, the Keep It 3000 segment, where we discuss movies, movie news, TV, TV news, uh, anime occasionally, all that sorts of good stuff. So we are going to start this out. Hmm. We're going to start this off. Sorry, I was looking at my phone. With Steven Universe. Now, some of you may not know what this show is, but I'll let its number one fan here. I'm not to, the number one fan. To tell you exactly Trust what me. tell you exactly what this show is about. <laughs> what is it about? <laughs> That's such a bronze. <laughs> a summary, like like a quick. Um, I guess it's just like show about this uh boy it starts off with him 12 years old and he's kind of like half human half something else um and it just kind of goes through his life and his experiences throughout the show yeah i knew nothing about this show when i was a kid at least when it started, like, first premiering. I didn't see it until a little later. Mm-hmm. And I saw about... I think I saw the entirety of the first season, almost. I think I almost saw the entirety of the first season. Um, And I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. I didn't really think too much of it. I thought the songs were okay. Everything was just fine. I didn't really think about the show at all until... Um, I met Vanessa and it's like her favorite shit on the planet earth and um, yeah she got me into watching it we watched it together from season one all the way down to Steven Universe Future for those of you who may still not know exactly what we're talking about it's an animated show on Cartoon Network uh, I think it premiered in 2000 what was it 15 13 wow it's older than I thought and it ended in 19 right Steven Universe Future? Um, yes. Are you sure about that? I'm not. (laughs) It was December of 2019. I was like, I don't quite think it was 2020, but December's pretty close. (laughs) Mm. We started watching this show, and, you know, throughout a lot of the first season I was just kind of like okay this show is pretty good you know like it's not anything spectacular it's not anything great but by the time we were done with this show I just have to say this is one of the best fucking shows I've ever seen in my life and just one of the best things I've ever watched period like first of all the animation is great it takes the approach to where like the animation is simple. It never gets overly detailed or overly complex, but it fits the vibe of the show a lot. Mm-hmm. I love I actually do love the way they're animated and I and uh, you know this. I love the character design specifically. Mm-hmm. Like every character like their image is burned into my head, even the ones that I don't really like like that. So like I love the character design. I love the voice work. 
everybody in the show is great. You know, they sound emotional when their character is emotional. They sound excited when their character is excited and frustrated and every and annoyed and everything on that spectrum. Um, the songs were great. A, a lot of them, there's a, there's a lot of them. And a lot of that lot can fade into fade from your memory just because they don't stand out like some of the other ones do. There's a lot of them that I was listening to the soundtrack and I was li- and um I couldn't remember the songs. Like I was just like I, I it was like I was hearing it for the first time. I was like I don't even remember this song. <laughs> but some of the songs are excellent. Like Phineas and Firm quality music. And that's saying something. So um, yeah, what do you, what, you know, I know you love it, but just, uh, talk briefly about why you love Steven Universe so much and, you know, what makes you possibly want to make the blasphemous statement that it's better than Avatar. I didn't say that. <laughs> you be thinking about no, it. No, I don't. Yeah. I never have thought about it. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. <laughs> anyway. I'm not finna compare it to Avatar like some motherfuckers do. But uh, anyways. <laughs> I don't um, know you <laughs> um basically I feel like this show, especially like the time period that it came out, I was like twelve years old when this show came out. So it's like when I was watching it for the first time, I wasn't like like hype on the show yet like i would see it but it wasn't one of those shows where i was just like oh i need to watch it like every week that it comes out with the new episode like no it it had to take time for me to like love the show as much as i do but i still enjoyed watching it because season one is like one of those like i don't know it just kind of just gave off like that kind of like show that's very goofy and very like lighthearted and just funny in general where it's just like I would watch this like if there were reruns of it and like all they showed was season one like I would watch it so as time went on when the story started getting developed and like characters starting get starting to get developed it's like I just grew like more fond of the show because it's like Bro, I have literally been watching the show since I was 12 years old. So it's like growing up with these characters and seeing like the different experiences that they're experiencing and somehow I can relate to that. It's like, it just made me like fall in love with the show even more. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Didn't think too much of this show whenever I would hear about it or... You know, even when we first started watching it, but it definitely progresses and grows into a great story. And really what makes me love this show the most is the fact that it was so ahead of its time. I can't think of any animated show that covered the things that Steven Universe covers. I mean, they cover everything from depression to anxiety mental emotional and physical abuse abandonment issues self-acceptance self-hate ptsd 
trauma, generational trauma, grief, the LGBTQ community, accepting others. Like, bro. It's insane. It's just so insane. And all of it's subtle. It never feels like, to me. I was just about to say that. I was like, and it's just like, it. the way that they tell the story and tell each topic and go through, like, the different things, it's like, they don't, like, overpower you with it. It's like, it, they don't necessarily come out and say, oh, yeah, I'm dealing with depression right now, so don't bother me. Like, it's not as in your face as what you would think it is with all these like in-depth topics. So it's like, yeah, it's there, but it's just so subtle to where you can recognize that it is there, but it's not so in your face where it's like, I don't even want to watch this show anymore because it's so overpowering. I feel that. I definitely feel that. So if you have never seen Steven Universe before, I suggest you leave the sitting under a rock to Patrick mm-hmm. and go ahead and check that shit out. That's just fire. Now, Vanessa is an anime professional. No. An anime master. No. She is the captain now. I actually am not. I am an anime rookie. I'm still an anime rookie. Yeah, but you're 30 to 40 anime to my 8 I mean, it's more than that, but look at that. I mean, I'm just saying there are people out here. Go that on, watch- sis. No, listen. There are people out here that be watching 500 plus anime in their lifetime. <laughs> they've been watching anime since they've been popped out. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you still the captain. <laughs> but um, I'm very much an anime rook. I mean, I've seen the basics like Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and Naruto, of course. But, um, you know, nowadays I've, I have been getting into it more. Um, I love Vinland Saga. I love Demon Slayer. I love Death Note. I love Death Note so much. Uh, Your Lion April is my favorite at the moment. It's my favorite anime. And um, I think it's going to stay that way. But, um, yeah, I am not the anime person in the room. Mm-hmm. That is That is Vanessa. So, um... Just want to take this quick moment to ask the question, Vanessa, is there any Japanese animation that we need to be watching if we're not watching? <sighs> Preferably no squids. I don't like... I don't like what the... F- okay, to stay away from Assassination Classroom. <laughs> I don't like tentacles like that. I'm sorry. I don't like tentacles. Um, but Assassination is a good show. They need to assassinate Whatever. them damn tentacles. Whatever. Whatever. They can't. No, I, that's the look, point of the show. See, see, <laughs> that's why you're here. <laughs> to steer me away from tentacles. <laughs> anyway. um, I mean. I feel like there are a lot of good hidden gems. Definitely. Um, I feel like it'd be head ass of me to say. Oh go watch Jujutsu Kaisen or Demon Slayer. Because nigga. Come on. <laughs> so I feel like. Either. Mm, I would say, okay, three, just to give some range. First would be Kage Giri on Netflix. 
I was surprisingly entertained by that show. I don't know. It's a show about like girls like gambling. Like they're out of school and for some reason all of them are female and they're gamblers. What's the genre? Uh high schools suspense. I don't know. No, like is like is it more of like a comedy or a drama? Oh, it's or? it's like I mean it's not really drama. It's kind of like comedy slash like it's not one of those like serious series anime like shonen. Like where they fight in the gods of gods and you know doing all that extra shit, but it's definitely like suspenseful. Like the games that they play is not—they're not really common to us because first of all, I don't really know shit about gambling and stuff like that. So it's like most of the games I know is like Russian roulette and like blackjack and stuff, like those normal shits that you play at Vegas and stuff. But, like, they were actually playing games that I've never heard of. And, like, when they would explain it, I would be confused as fuck until they actually started playing it. So, it's, like, it's interesting seeing all the different games that they play. But that's not the point. That's a good one. It's on Netflix. The second one would be... It's so crazy because... I don't... I would recommend it because it's so good. But it made me ball my freaking eyes out. Um, Banana Fish. I freaking love that show. It's one of my favorites. Um, John. Uh, it, it has gangs in it. I don't know what kind of genre that is. <laughs> it has gangs. I don't know what that helps. Gangs. Yes. Uh, probably drama. Drama. Definitely drama. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely that one. I I can't really say too much about it other than the fact that like the two main characters they go through some shit. That's all I gotta say. Um, and then the third one, hmm. I'm a fuck it. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Doro. That's my favorite anime of all time. I don't care. Not many people know about it because it's like one of those like. It's really one of those hidden gems. If you know about it, then you're a fucking amazing person. If you don't, then you need to get on it because it's lit. <laughs> so those are my three. I can vouch for Dororo. That actually was my, uh, or Dororo. You, you'll hear it either way. But um, that was actually my favorite anime until I saw your lie in April. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I this is coming from someone who watched Dororo. Dororo oh my God. <laughs> This is coming from someone who watched Dororo last year and literally has grown up watching everything Naruto related. <laughs> and I was I was easily the I was what? <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> no, keep Forget going. Forget it. Keep going. You get it. I out. can't say it. You can't say it. I was able to easily put Dororo over Naruto. Mm-hmm. So that should tell you how good that shit is. Mm-hmm. Same with me with Yu-Gi-Oh. Like I, bro, I used to have Yu-Gi-Oh battles and shit with my brother. So it's like I had nostalgic feelings from Yu-Gi-Oh definitely. But listen, Doro is a different breed. A whole different breed. Doctor Stone is also good. Very good. I just thought a honorable mention. Doctor Stone, y'all. I'm currently watching that. I've made zero progress. Oh, 
Come on, man. That was anime with Nessa. We should get a jingle. Put it right on those like freaking 2002 like news channels. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, it's going on too long. <laughs> <laughs> the jingle is gone on for too long. It's a song. You writing a song. You writing elevator music. <laughs> you got a bridge. You got to build up a chorus. You got a, you got a couple verses. That ain't the fucking jingle. wait music where they put you on hold in. <laughs> Why do wait music always get funky as hell? <laughs> Like it'll Literally. be some basic shit just do 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 and then out of nowhere you'll just do 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 What the fuck is this a fucking 90s sitcom bit? Like what the fuck is that? Man, that should be pissing me off, man. That should be hard though. Yeah. So that was anime with Nessa. Anime with Nessa. Alright, man, so Something you should know about us. I mean, you should be able to tell from the title, right? Like, keep it 3,000. Oh, my gosh. Vanessa and I are humongous Marvel Cinematic Universe fans. Humongous. There are many, 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 many of the films that we have seen an unhealthy amount of times. Like, there should be studies on us for how much we've watched these movies. Yep. And for both of us, a few of them are different. You know, you've probably seen the first Captain America more than me. Probably, yeah. I've probably watched... Um, Endgame more than me. Endgame. More than anybody. More than, <laughs> more than most. More than most. But no, 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 no. Because remember that motherfucker who went to see it like, what was it, like 20 fucking times? I don't know. In like two weeks? <laughs> I'm like my nigga. You where do you have time to pee? Like, where do you do? Where do you work where you can just not show up for two weeks? Apparently, like, watching Marvel movies. Shit, he getting sponsored. I swear to God, look, you <laughs> getting sponsored by AMC. Man, look, you get that, you get that ad support like a motherfucker. <laughs> nah, man, like I've seen Endgame probably more than you, and the first Iron Man probably. But we've both watched Age of Ultron way too much. <laughs> like, we can literally throw the quotes no, at I, each other. I've seen the first Avengers way too much. I'm saying, like, I can't watch it no more because I just know everything. I know, like, I literally could quote. Like, I can't do it now because it's been a little while since I've seen it again. Mm-hmm. But I, I gave could you a literally line, you could give me the, la- the next one. Every word, bar for bar, like it was insane. I had, bro, my DVD that I had that I got for like my birthday or Christmas or whatever was mm-hmm. beat the fuck up. That you couldn't even see Avengers no more. It was Avenger. <laughs> it was like the words were gone. There was tears and rips on the fucking case. <laughs> Big man in a suit of armor. Take that <laughs> off. And- Billionaire, Playboy. You, you, <laughs> you missing a whole one. 
genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. There you go. <laughs> you can't talk all this shit about what you've seen and then not be able to say it. <laughs> I told you it's been a while. I literally uh, just said that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even take a sip. <laughs> I just put it by my mouth. Pause. You nasty. <laughs> oh. Ah. <laughs> Anyway, I say all that to say, this weekend, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is on Disney+. Plus. So, anybody who hasn't seen it, which, how have you not seen this movie? It made like almost a billion dollars. Um, if you have, if you just weren't able to see this movie, maybe you live in an area where there weren't, where there aren't any theaters around you. Maybe you just don't really have the money to go to the theaters. It is on Disney+. Plus. So uh, go ahead and check that out, man. I know a lot of people were kind of disappointed in Multiverse of Madness, but I loved it. I love this movie. I think it's great. I wouldn't put it in my top 10 MCU films, I don't think, but it's not too far down from there. It'd probably be like number 12. So like, yeah, I love this movie, man. Like my biggest fears going into it were that it wasn't going to be a Doctor Strange movie with all this speculation about, oh, look who's going to pop up. Who do you think is going to pop up? Who are they going to introduce all the X-Men in this movie? I wonder if we're going to meet, uh, uh, what's the name of the big nigga? Galactus? Oh, yeah. I wonder if we're going to meet Galactus in this movie. Oh, no, nah, this is the one. Mephisto is going to be in this one. I'm just like the only nigga sitting over here like, I just want a Doctor Strange movie, bro. Like, I don't, I don't want all this extra bullshit. And while some of that extra, it wasn't bullshit, but while some of that extra stuff did show up, and it was fun when it did, I still feel like I got a Doctor Strange film. At times, it felt like I was getting a Scarlet Witch movie. No. But I'm not mad at that, because I fucking love Scarlet Witch. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I love this movie. And I, I really, I'm not a stream type nigga, so I'm mostly going to just be skipping through the scenes, just kind of skimming through the action scenes until it comes out on 4K. I am a physical disc person, so I'm waiting for that 4K disc. But uh, Vanessa, how you feel about Dr. Strange? I mean, don't, don't crucify me. Um, I really wasn't even like that big on Doctor Strange whenever the first movie came out because it's just like I don't know again don't crucify me but (laughs) I just I don't know I just didn't really feel that much towards Doctor Strange because I kind of just felt like he was just another Tony Stark to me so it's like I don't know like his movie was cool and all like but I wasn't like itching to see Doctor Strange again. It wasn't like one of my, ooh, he's my favorite characters. Like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. So, um, seeing him in Infinity War and like, you know, like just all of the stuff that we've seen in Doctor Strange, it's like, okay, I kind of fuck with this character now. So, I don't know. I love Scarlet Witch. She, she did her thing. Listen, I, awesome. I don't care what nobody said, okay? Listen, she, she did what she had to do, okay? Listen, I'm not going <laughs> to get into it, but she did what she had to do, and she did, 
All right, that's all I gotta say. Okay. I don't care if she ripped half the multiverse in half. Uh, she did what she had to do. I think you should care about that. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, I fuck with the movie. I love this movie. I love it. 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 There's another thing on Disney Plus right now, though. Miss Marvel. Cue you talking about Miss Marvel. Oh. <laughs> so you got to cue me a little bit better than that. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you feel about Miss Marvel. Is that better? Can I do a better job that time? Can I do better that time? Let me know. <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Anyway, um, I like the show. I like the colors. I like the vibrance that it brings. You know, I love seeing another brown skinned character on screen. Skinned it? Skinned. No, Skinned. Skinned. I thought you said skinned it. <laughs> Another brown skinned character. <laughs> no, I said skinned it. But anyway. Anyway. I like seeing that on screen. That's always a good thing. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, versus <clears> Hawkeye. <throat> But no. we're not going to get into that. But still, I love... One day we're going to have to get into that. Ah, uh, Do we? Yes. Do we really? I think so. But like... The people deserve to know. Why you need to know? Why you need to know? Pissy boy? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, you know, obviously people love Hawkeye. I'm not, you know... Mm-hmm. bashing people for loving the show because whatever you like what you like I really don't give a fuck honestly mm. but it's just for me personally I feel like Hawkeye didn't do what it needed to do for it being a Hawkeye show we're spending 80% of the show with Kate Bishop mm-hmm. not that I hate Kate Bishop or anything but you know it's just you know if you don't have a Kate Bishop show name the show Kate Bishop not Hawkeye anyway I digress uh, Miss Marvel is great um, we're only on episode three now, but I can't wait to see what they're going to do because right now it just, it's kind of, it's not slow, but it's like, we don't really know what they're doing right now. Like we're chilling. We're kind of just chilling until something happens, but it's not like an unbearable weight, like with, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what? I was going to say with Hawkeye, but I didn't want to put shade again on the show oh, after I moved it's on. It's fine. You already did it. Anyway, so it's not like this dragging on, I feel like, in each episode where it feels like we're not really doing anything. And it's kind of mostly just like a coming of age story. And I feel like they kind of fit that well into what we're deal or what we're dealing with, you know? Especially, like, the culture aspect of it, not just, like, her being a teenager, but her being from, where are they from, Pakistan? I don't know for Pakistan? sure. Pakistan? 
I don't remember. I'm not I don't sure. remember for sure. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't either, but I just said it. So mm. if it's Pakistan, cool. If it's not, then damn. <laughs> damn. What they from? Love lust. Damn. Oh. <laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to find it. Kamala Khan. Khan. Yep, Muslim Pakistani American. Okay. So, you saw I was paying attention, attention a attention. little bit. <laughs> attention a little bit. But yeah. So, basically just seeing that culture because we don't really get a lot of cultural movies a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's nice to see different cultures, especially like you know, something so drastically different than what we're used to seeing. Because it's like, they go around in certain outfits, and I'm like, wow. (laughs) And it's like, it's not that it's bad, it's just like a culture shock. I've never seen anything like that before, so it's like, I'm not used to it. But it's cool. Yeah, I love the show from the first 10 minutes of the first episode. I was like, this show's gonna be great. One thing I'm a huge sucker for is creative camera work and creative editing. That type of stuff, I could watch it all day, man. And when you have creative camera angles and I love all the pop-in graphics that kind of remind me of the is the Lizzie McGuire show. Is that the one where uh, it was like a mini Lindsay Lohan? Mm-hmm. And it was like a cartoon? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I was thinking about the same thing. Yeah. Um, nah, so I love that. I love the actor that's playing uh, Miss Marvel. I love her. Um, everybody in this show is great. And, um, you know, a lot of people have been saying that they've been very iffy on the Disney shows. It's like they like a couple of them. They hate a couple of them. I personally hate one, which is Hawkeye, but... Really, other than Hawkeye, I've been mostly enjoying these shows a lot. And I loved Moon Knight. I loved Moon Knight so much. So, uh, yeah, Miss Marvel, to me, is great. We're definitely going to keep watching it. That shit is fire. So, also, what happened today, it is, by the way, it's June 25th when we're recording this. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder had its premiere. So, the first handful of people have seen... Thor Love and Thunder. Now, before I get into the reactions, because, you know, they're while they're not able to, like, post a review of the film, they can post their social media, like, reactions, you know, without spoilers. So, while I find that, uh, go ahead and let the people know whether, you know, you were excited for this movie, how do you feel about Thor, um, how do you feel about the previous films, what's your um, stance? <clears throat> Well, I think we can all come in agree- agreement. Uh, you know, the first Thor was cool and whatnot. Uh, Thor 2 kind of went somewhere and didn't come back. <laughs> you know, it's off in the distance, but we can still see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor 3, or, you know, Thor Ragnarok, it was very drastically different. Um, but in a good way. It definitely captures <laughs> how Thor is now and kind of just like 
you know, like, <laughs> Thor's kind of just like a satire character now. It's just like, <laughs> yes. it's just like, you know, but in a good way. It's like, I don't know. I feel like Thor has always just kind of been that way and we haven't really seen him be that way mm-hmm. correctly. So it's like now that we see him in that light, it's like better for him to be that character. So I feel like in Lord the uh, Thor Love Lord, and <laughs> Lord Love and Thunder, <laughs> Lord Thunder Thunder. I thought you were just gonna ignore that. Let Hell me just nah. have it. Hell no, nah. Thor Love and Thunder. I feel like um, it's definitely gonna. I don't know what it's going to do, but it's definitely going to do something. It's going to do something. It's going to do something. Yeah, no, I'm freaking gassed for this movie, which I wasn't before the last trailer. Like, I always said, yeah, Thor 4, I think it's going to be great. I like Taika Waititi. I like Chris Hemsworth. Um, I love Christian Bale. Like, I know it's going to be great, but I wasn't really super hype on it. Man, that second trailer showing Christian Bale as Gore, the God Butcher. Fam, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. So we do have some uh, Twitter reactions to the film. And um, Eric Davis says, Another classic Thor adventure. Thor Love and Thunder is everything I wanted it to be. Big, colorful, weird. Guns and Roses fueled battles to go with a hopelessly romantic story about discovering love in unexpected places. Kristen Bell and Russell Crowe are especially great. And Korg. The way he added Ann Korg, that nigga dies in this movie. I have nothing to back that up. I have no support for that claim at all. It's at just all. the way he added Ann Korg. It's Twitter. It's not like you're actually having a conversation and he just forgot to say Korg. That motherfucker died in this one. Watch. 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 What? If I'm right, everybody listening owe me $10. No. Yes. Then they go owe you $0. Zero times 10 is zero. Why? Because zero times 10 is zero. No, why Why? why they ain't going to owe me no money? I don't know. What? <laughs> Excuse me. Did I say everybody watching or everybody listening? Because nobody's watching. It always feels like somebody's watching. That's funny because there's nobody watching. There's no one watching. <laughs> That's why zero times ten is zero. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Jake. Jacob. Jacob. Jake. <laughs> Damn, nigga. <laughs> Wait. 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 D- Jacob Kleinman? Says, I saw Thor Love and Thunder. It can't quite match the visual or comedy bombast of Ragnarok, but Taika makes up for it with an emotionally mature Marvel movie. It's also very funny. Natalie's got jokes and features one of the most stunning visual sequences in MCU history. I'm assuming he's referencing that whole black and white battle that we got a little glimpse of, which I can't fucking wait to see on that big ass screen. I cannot wait. Uh, hey, hey, it's me. Andrew J626 says, Thor Love and Thunder gets better when it's not trying to desperately recapture the magic of Ragnarok. Most of the humor doesn't land as well as it did the first time, but Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, and Christian Bale do the best with it. 
So one that's not so, you know, praise. Uh, Matt Naglia says, Thor Love and Thunder is a rocking great time with electrifying action, lots of laughs, the screaming goats, and a profound story on absent gods and our desire for love. Natalie Portman makes a mighty return and Christian Bale slays it as the terrifying gore, the best Thor film yet. Lyra Hale says, Thor Love and Thunder is the greatest Marvel movie. Here they go. Here they go. <laughs> it's the greatest movie Marvel has made so far. I'm not joking. I haven't laughed that hard since Ragnarok, and I feel invested in Marvel again in a way that I haven't since Endgame. Also, bring tissues. The journey is chef's kiss from start to finish. I'm assuming somebody dying this bitch for real, because she said bring tissues. Because, you know, it's so crazy because whenever they were on like in the trailer they were like you're not like the other guys that killed i had a sneaky suspicion that we don't see who he's fighting because it's not even thor mm. and that it's valkyrie that he's fighting valkyrie i don't think so because she's fighting him in that black and white looking world that's what i'm saying that looks like that's near the end of the movie though really you think so that black and white sequence yeah but like you know I feel like when he said that, you think it's at the end? I think that's near the end of the film. You think so? That doesn't look like a final battle to you? I mean, it it could be, but like, you know, it could be anywhere in the movie. We don't know what part of the movie is going to be in. So it could be in the middle. We don't. So you might you might be onto something. I feel like that looks like a final battle. But anyways, regardless, every time I see that part, it's just like, you know, I feel like there's a reason why we don't see who he's fighting because we're going to think of that as Thor because it says you're not like the other gods I killed. But I feel like he might be fighting someone completely different. Or and Jane because she's literally not a god. Maybe. She's a human. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. I don't know either. Caitlin Tyra... You think she, you go think ahead, she became go ahead. Thor because of the whole fucking convergent shit that she had with the reality stone maybe because you know it would make sense because Wanda got her powers from the mind stone and you know quicksilver and uh, who else got big powers from the stone nobody yeah I don't think anybody else do well yeah I mean the Mind Stone kind of is the reason why Vision is Vision. But True. that's not the same as giving yeah. someone powers. True. Caitlin Tyrell says, Thor Love and Thunder surpasses all expectations, balancing absolutely bombastic insanity with moving character-driven stories. Christian Bale is top tier and Natalie Portman is truly outstanding. Why TT may have just delivered the MCU's best movie of Phase 4. Joy Madison, Thor Love and Thunder is a fun, tight, and largely self-contained Marvel adventure. If not quite as much of a surprise as Ragnarok, this is more evidence that Taika knows how to make Thor a blast. Heart humor mixed again to make for a real good time. Kaylin Booth, so Thor Love and Thunder, I have thoughts and feelings, a lot of which are spoilers, some of them I'm not happy about. What I can talk about is something that the thing that... What I can talk about is something that the thing that made Thor Ragnarok such a breath of fresh air was how different it was from the other movies. However, you can't be that breath of fresh air twice, so you need uh, so you need to up the emotional connections to the characters and the plot. 
see the Guardians movies. Thor Love and Thunder tries but can't quite hit it and comes across as weirdly restrained, which is a shame. And we'll end it with this one, Rachel Leishman. Holy shit. <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder is the perfect blend of Taika at his best with comedy and a punch to the gut all in one. I left this movie emotionally satisfied while also sobbing in just perfection. We stand a dad rock soundtrack. In the words of my new favorite characters, ah, ah, that must be something from the film. So I'm getting flashbacks, not as much, but I'm getting flashbacks to right before No Way Home came out. And we saw a lot of reviews saying, bring tissues, emotional left the theater sobbing crying emotional 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 and me and you were just kind of like okay somebody dies in this movie and I remember when I said it you were like you think so and I'm just like everybody crying about something (laughs) shit something got everybody crying somebody gotta be dead so I have put, actually put my money on Ned. I actually have my money on Ned being the one to go. I never considered Aunt May because Aunt May, from what I know, has never been a character that's been killed. Now I haven't read every comic in Spider-Man history, so I don't. I don't know. I just don't know. But any comic that I've, that I've ever read. I've never really seen Aunt May get killed. She's always kind of been off the board. But she is, she does die in the... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you're one of the fucking seven people that didn't see (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home, that shit made like 1.9 billion. And you saw it. You saw it. You know what happened. You know what happened. Shit. Damn. (laughs) But no, the actual uh, spoiler, um, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. But um, with this, you know, yeah, I'm excited. I have no doubt it's going to be great. Like, Taika's an amazing director. The cast is amazing. Christian Bale. And I feel like a lot of people might just be like, you, you've really only seen Christian Bale as Batman. Like that was so. That was your first time seeing Christian Bale. Then when I showed you Batman Begins, maybe seems like that would be the case. But yeah, Christian Bale is a wonderful actor, and that's why I was so excited to see him cast and in, in this movie. And uh, the style looks great, and it sounds like most people are loving it. Um, you're always going to hear those, oh, it's the best Marvel movie. You know you're going to hear One of those. the best Marvel movies of the year. Man, look. They, what they, didn't they say that about, um, what they say that about? Was yeah. it Black Widow? They said that about every movie. <laughs> they said that about Shang-Chi, Eternals. They said that about uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. The best Marvel movie ever. Best picture film of the year film stop it just stop get some help but no use your common sense sense. (laughs) i gotta get that clip i gotta get that audio clip 
Use your common sense. <laughs> but nah, man, I'm super hyped for Thor Love and Thunder. That's just going to be a fun time. And it comes out soon. We ain't got that much time to wait. Um, and lastly, last thing I got on my list is Lightyear. Now, Lightyear, for those who may not know, there are these little movies. I don't know if you heard about them, but, you know, they're called Toy Story. There's a couple of them. They're pretty good. Pretty. <laughs> pretty good. They're fucking awesome. You know, Toy Story 2 and 3, that's some of the best animated anything you can watch. Fuck that. It's some of the best anything you can watch. Like, fuck. Especially Toy Story 3. So, um, yeah, with, uh, with the Toy Story movies, I remember specifically me, when they announced a fourth one, I was like, guys, we don't need this. The trilogy's perfect. One, two, three. You ended it perfect. Ain't no more Andy. What the fuck you gonna write a story around if ain't no more fucking Andy? Then it was like, oh, really? <laughs> Bruh. Then they dropped the trailers for this movie. I didn't change my mind. I was still like, I don't know why y'all are doing this. There's no point in it. The trilogy's perfect. Ain't no Andy. What the fuck are you all right about if ain't no Andy? Where the fuck Andy at? Now I saw the movie. The movie's fucking awesome and I cried. <laughs> and I just, I don't know why I keep doubting Pixar. And for a long time after that, because since then they've kind of been on a streak with me. Like, I really loved Onward. I love Luca so much. I love Luca. Um, I love Turning Red. I love, love, loved Turning Red. And I was thinking in my head so much, I was like, golly, like, I know they did Cars 2, but why do I ever doubt Pixar? It's because of movies like Lightyear. Oh. See, I didn't see it, so I can't defend it or you know agree so it's irritatingly mediocre to me mm. I love Pixar and I think Pixar has maybe the best track record out of any studio in Hollywood today However, even though there's a whole bunch of, you know, uh, Toy Story, The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Ratatouille, Turning Red, Luca, Soul, even though I haven't seen it, I hear it's great, Monsters, Inc., for all of those, there's like a one Cars one brave, you know, maybe two uh, Monsters Universities, you know, like not, you know, maybe a couple of Bugs Lives. There's only one fucking Cars too. I can tell you that shit. Oh my god! Do not even get me started on that bullshit. Please, <laughs> please do not get started. Because I feel like you take that shit to another level of your hatred for that movie. Like, that shit is beyond <laughs> the normal hatred. Like, 
I feel like Cars 2 literally came up to your crib, slapped your mom, and shit in your bed, and let this sit. Fuck you, bitch. Like, that's what I feel like Cars 2 did to you. Cars 2 did to oh you. Oh, my if you gosh. Cars, you better get to, get to use before I choose. I click. <laughs> Miss the shoes. I got. Please stop. <laughs> no, um, there's this game I play with Vanessa, and most of our games involve me laughing and her being annoyed. <laughs> but anytime Cars Two comes up in conversation, I will just start to list the many horrifying and disturbing things I would rather do than watch Cars 2. Of course, all in jest. Yeah. All in jest. But, yeah, I hate Cars 2. I cannot stand that movie. But, pump a break. I don't think Lightyear is a bad movie. I don't. I was sitting in a room, I was sitting in a theater that was full with one of my best friends sitting next to me and, you know, just... A really full theater of all kind of different kinds of people. And they were hooting and hollering and having a good ass time. So clearly this movie is going to work for audiences a little more than it may, might be working for more critical people like myself. I think Lightyear is fine. There are aspects of it I love. I love the animation. Beautiful animation. There are moments where the characters will run or they'll jump from something or they'll evade something or they'll be traveling at light speed and you can see the beads of sweat on their skin. It is, it's, it's crazy. The close-ups, the detail in these characters' eyes, it's an, it's amazing. This animation is crazy. I don't, I don't know if they'll ever be able to top the opening scene from Toy Story 4 when they're trying to rescue RC in the rain. Cause that shit looked crazy. That was a ridiculously gorgeous scene. But Lightyear looks great. Chris Evans is great as Buzz. You know, he's a great voice actor. All the voice cast is great. Except for really Taika Waititi. He actually kind of got on my nerves in this movie. But, um, you know, the cast is great. It's just, this film feels very hollow. It doesn't feel like the most inspired thing to me. Whereas the, you know, the four Toy Stories, every sequel felt like they were like, okay, we feel like we have a great story this time. Mm -hmm. Look at the space between the movies. Toy Story 1 was what, 95? Right? Hey Siri. It was 97. When did Toy Story 1 come out? November 22nd, 1995. Oh. And then Toy Story 2 was 99, four years later. You usually get an animated sequel within like two years in those kind of days. Uh... Toy Story 3, fuck, 2010, 11 years later. T Toy Story 4, 2019, 8 years later. I mean, I'm sorry, 9 years later. I was still thinking about the 11. 9 years later. It feels like every sequel was only if they had a good story. 
Lightyear is the first time it feels like they looked at the fact that Toy Story 4 made like a billion fucking dollars. And they were like, oh, okay, this this franchise is age-proof. And these people, they just want to see some Toy Story shit. Me, personally, I want to see some Toy Story shit that's actually Toy Story quality. Uh. Not to hate on this movie. It's just, its story is very hollow for me. They kind of go for the up-opening type shit. Where you're kind of crying in the first 20 minutes. And a lot of people have said that they cried in the film a couple times. I didn't feel this emotional attachment. I didn't feel it. Even though I don't even like up like that, I can admit, them first fucking 10 minutes killed me. Lightyear didn't really make me feel anything. I felt like Buzz's character was kind of boring. I feel like a lot of the side characters are more irritating and annoying than anything, except for Socks the Cat, the robot cat. He was really funny. Um, the action was fine whenever it popped up. The sci-fi was fine. They take a big page out of the Interstellar book in terms of, you know, the faster the faster you're traveling, the more time goes by back on whatever planet. The faster? Like the you know, farther. The faster. The faster. Which technically the farther, but no, the oh. faster he's going. Oh, through the light years. So as he takes that light year, what's like maybe like twenty minutes to him has been like four years on the other planet. More than that, possibly, but it's like I really just and this movie really sent me over the top with what's really irritating me about Disney right now is their obsession with twist villains. Stop with the twist villains, all their villains just have to have some sort of twist, you know. Sometimes niggas just kind of suck. Like, that's just it. They don't want them to suck. They want them to be good and then bad. We're tired of that. I personally am. I'm tired of it. You you want to... What's the nitty gritty villains that's just mean for no reason? Like Jafar. (laughs) Jafar is just an asshole. Just a hater. A hater. Scar. He's just a hater. We don't hear this big backstory about how they was playing tag and Simba pushed him too hard. <laughs> and, and, and Scar yelled at him and fucking uh, Mufasa scratched his eye. I said Simba. Why did I say Simba? Mufasa scratched his eye. Oh, my when they were cubs like we don't get this whole shit of Mufasa pushing Scar too hard and Scar turning back and, and fucking scratching it and we don't need all of this backstory Scar is an asshole now some characters the backstory helps with them being three dimensional characters and I do feel like Twist villains can work. I feel like Disney is overusing the villain having some sort of twist involved. And I actually feel like in this case, they kind of ruined the character. 
So I'm not going to spoil who, but it ruins a character. And and I just, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. The movie's funny enough. Like, I wasn't really, like, you know, ho- hollering like they were in the theater. But, you know, I definitely got some chuckles. So I got some hard laughs. When this movie was over, I just kind of felt meh. I was just like, hmm. I kind of expected more out of that. Which I guess is my own fault, but can you blame me? The four Toy Story movies are some of the best movies ever. You tell me you're giving me a movie about one of the main characters from the films and I shouldn't have high expectations? Especially when you're the best animation studio in the world and you are one of the best movie studios ever? I don't feel like you can be mad at me if I expected a little more than just a cool movie. But that's just me. And it's not even that the story is simple, really. Because Luca is a really simple story. And I fucking love Luca. Like again. Like again. Like I said. I mean... I had high hopes for this movie. I haven't seen it yet, so like, I can't really say any like too much about it because I haven't seen it. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel watching this movie because mm. it's like it could literally be a hit and miss for me. So at this point, it's just you know waiting to see when I see it. Mm. Now, it's not doing bad in terms of responses. It has a critic score of 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 85% from audiences. So, like I told you, it's working for people. It's not working for everybody because it's underperforming a little bit at the box office. Uh, 50 million opening weekend. It was projected to do about 70 to 80. 50 is not bad. The Bad Guys by DreamWorks, a movie that is a completely original film that nobody knew anything about, made $25 million at the box office. And then it went on to gross, I think it grossed like $200 mil or something like that. So it did really good. I'm looking it up to verify. Yeah, 238 on a $80 mil budget. That's not a bad shake. That is not a bad shake. The only reason fifty million looks bad to Lightyear is not because of the projections. It's because of that fucking budget. Two hundred million dollars? Are you serious? <laughs> On Lightyear, a fucking Buzz Lightyear movie cost two hundred mil. And what really irritates me is that I know most of that did not go to the screenwriters. It didn't go to the end. Not saying that anything about their quality, but I'm just making the point. We know that didn't go to them. It didn't go to the animators. Probably didn't even go to the director. It probably went to Chris Evans and Taika Waititi and Kiki Palmer. Studios have to decrease the cost of these films. Some studios need to, to, to distribute the money better. 
don't spend all your money on actors and there's not left over for a good script. But in the case of like studios like Pixar and Disney, you know, the ones that actually try most of the time, y'all gotta decrease the, the amount you're spending on actors. Mm-hmm. It's just costing way too much money, which is causing you to demand way too much of a percentage of the tickets sold at theaters, which in turn is making the theaters have to overcharge us for the concessions. Which is going to make us stop going to the movies, which is your main source of income. We're going in the wrong direction. This is counterclockwise. It's spiraling out of control. (laughs) It's it's spiraling. Do you see the spiral? Uh, Life uh, finds a way. (laughs) Oh, I get it because DNA is life. So it's like DNA is a spiral. And it's. You saw a (laughs) quick. Like I wish, I wish we were on camera sometimes. You should have seen how fast the joy left my life as she said that. <sighs> I just got unhappy. Like it damn, like that's crazy. I sucked the joy out of your life. You sucked the joy. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man. So yeah, man. That's there's Lightyear. Um. Only thing I really got left, we're running pretty long. The only thing I got left is that comes out this weekend is Elvis and the Black Phone. Y'all really should check out the Black Phone. I saw it Thursday night. I loved it. One of my favorite films of the year. Haven't seen Elvis yet. Definitely going to see that this weekend. Um, I might take Vanessa to see something Sunday. I might not. I don't know. Sometimes we just like to chill at the crib. So... That's about all I got. You got any final thoughts, Vanessa? Nah. I was about to say, I was about to cut you off and just be like, all right, she ain't got uh. <laughs> So we gonna go ahead and get out of here. This is the Keep It 3000 Podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe, follow, share, like, and comment. Like if you have something you want to say, like if you want to, Respond to something we said. If you agree with us, if you disagree with us, feel free to comment. Don't attack us. Don't be assholes. Or do. You know, I like to laugh. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was so contradictory. Send it to her. (laughs) Don't don't send it to me. Find her social media. Send it to her. See y'all later.